Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. They're doing and help them however you can. What a difference a year or two makes. Huh? Here he is, just the other day. The small. Amazing, Jimmy. It's almost as if these people do not re- represent the truckers. You know how you'd know that? If you actually looked at the statement by the Truckers Alliance of Canada, the Canadian Truckers Alliance. The Canadian Truckers Alliance, which was anti-vaccine mandates, they didn't support that truckers would have to be required to have vaccine mandates, are still opposed to this convoy. Again, zero research on the behalf of the Jimmy Dore team. All right, let's uh, let's turn to a made-up place, a cartoon land, if you will, Canada. Now, I've been covering the Freedom Rally, aka the Trucker Rally, for a little while. I've uh, been doing it for a couple weeks, trying to explain to everybody who may not be living in Canada what exactly is going on up here in the north. And if you are in other parts of the world right now, you may have heard words like revolution, freedom. People taking back their country, all of those kind of things, and those sentiments, uh, sentiments, those sentiments have been echoed by your Joe Rogans, your Jimmy Dores, uh, your Jordan Petersons, your Lauren Southerns, and even your Ted Cruz. Yes, Ted Cruz took a little time stopping to pretend to be an American and put back on his Canadian hat to, just to be able to say we support our truckers, uh, and then went right back to, to being American. But uh, there's there's that whole thing. So I just want to quickly see uh, Jimmy's take on this, because I think that'll set us all up for uh, my coverage, which is going to be uh, immaculate. So the truckers in Canada are doing us all a favor, but I want to remind you before I tell you this, this is the head of the CDC, Walensky CDC language, pivoting on fully vaccinated. When's that from? That's from January 21st. And Elon Musk. The head of the CDC said we are... Sorry, can't can't forget Elon Musk, the richest person on the the planet uh, for now. For now, he may become the uh, the richest person on Mars very soon. But for now, the richest person on Earth also heavily endorses this entire thing. Because, of course, I mean, uh, Elon Musk, the person who uh, has definitely been on the worker side of things when it comes to the pandemic, definitely didn't force his workers to go back uh, at the height of COVID-19 before we had vaccines or anything like that. Definitely hasn't tried to move his plants in order to avoid paying uh, more taxes. Uh, definitely, definitely the person to listen to when it comes to workers' rights. Pivoting on what it means to be fully vaccinated. What does that mean? Well, if you're an if you are eligible for a booster and you haven't gotten it, you're not up to date and you need to get your booster in order to be up to date, said the head of the CDC. Uh, what what we really are working to do is pivot the language to make sure everybody is as up to date with their COVID-19 vaccine as they personally could be. So now that brings me to Canada, which they are protesting vaccine mandates and in Can- in Canada. And Canadians set off fireworks last night as the truck convoy. There's a truck convoy going across the country to to the country's capital. And it's protesting the mandates over a 70 kilometer long. That's about 40 miles. 40 miles of trucks. 40 miles of trucks. So if you got in your car and went 60 miles an hour, it would take you, I think, 40 minutes of straight driving before you got to the end of the line. I'm not a math surgeon, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, Canada's convoy shatters the prior world record for longest truck convoy ever recorded. Now, I'm sure that CNN is going to tell you that's not true, and Rolling Stone probably will, but we all know CNN and Rolling Stone are the biggest liars in the world. So if you see that being fact-checked, I would uh, look into it yourself. Interesting. Kind of warms your heart, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of warm your heart? People pushing back against authoritarianism, even if they're in the minority. Mm. Did I say authoritarianism right? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, This is what Justin Trudeau said March 21, 2020. He said, while many of us are working from home, there are others who aren't able to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, By the way, this was a freebie for Justin Trudeau. Could have been. 
Could have been. Could have easily been uh, a weekend where Justin Trudeau was like, well, uh, some of the worst elements of uh, Canada have kind of uh, collaborated and coalesced into a combination of the Yellow Vests, which are not the same as the Yellow Vest movement in uh, in France. The Yellow Vest movement in Canada are associated with the far right. Uh, a handful of individuals who are just uh, out and proud uh, far right nationalists, uh, such as Pat King and others, have uh, combined forces with people who are obviously upset about lockdowns, lockdown measures, and, and that. Uh, that could have been all Justin Trudeau had to say, come out, make a little statement, that's it. Instead, he did a whataboutism. He came out on camera and was like, uh, we condemn people on the extreme sides of the political spectrum, people who are on the far left side of uh, extremism, and people who are on the far right side of extremism. And I was like, great, Justin, y- you fumbled even this. You couldn't even get this one right. Like the truck drivers who are working day and night to make sure our shelves are stocked. So when you can, please thank a trucker for everything. Yeah, so the Yellow Vest in Canada is a far-right movement. And I'm going to talk about that, actually. I mean, I could jump to that now. It might uh, it might poison the well a little bit. It's not exactly me being uh, in the best of faith when it comes to talking about this. But perhaps that's just the, uh, the best way to start here. Uh, here it is. So from antihate.ca, which is a anti-hate network in Canada, the Freedom Convoy is nothing but a vehicle for the far right. They say it's about truckers. They've raised over $6 million on GoFundMe. But if you look at the organizers and promoters, you'll find Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, racism, and incitements to violence. A crowd-funded convoy ostensibly fighting against a mandate for truckers to be vaccinated has raised over $6 million. Its two GoFundMe organizers are previously known figures in Canada's far-right ecosystem and have previously or publicly made Islamophobic comments. Its loudest promoter, Pat King, is a racist who tried to incite his audience to violence more times than you can count. He's so bad for the public image that the organizers have even tried to put some distance between them. Some convoy supporters, like the Diangalon Network, have said that they want this to be Canada's very own January 6th, referring to the attempted insurrection in Washington, D.C. that led to multiple deaths and widespread arrests. The Yangalong is an accelerationist movement, which means they believe revolution is inevitable and necessary to collapse the current system. It's also rife with neo-Nazis. Since the start of the pandemic, COVID conspiracies have been bringing about various fringe and far-right elements together. The close connection between the People's Party of Canada, the young white supremacist of Canada's first, and the Agalon network is one example. This convoy is another. The mainstream media has been very slow to report on the far-right connections, just like they were in 2019 when the far-right had their much smaller Unite We Roll convoy. Much uh, have been given to them as uncritical coverage, using their language and calling it the Freedom Convoy. Now, the United We, United we Roll convoy is what I was speaking about a little bit earlier. Uh, on January 14th, I believe, uh, the first version of this uh, that tried to take off wasn't nearly as successful because, again, it was marred in some of the individuals being connected very closely to the far right. Namely, one of the organizers and key spokesmen, Pat King, who I'm going to show you in a little bit, if you haven't already heard him speak. He's really big into talking about the superiority of the Anglo-Saxon race uh, and talking about how gay and lesbian people cannot reproduce and they're not uh, going to help us in the future breeding wars that he envisions to be happening. The convoy draws apt comparisons to slimmer, I'll be less funded protest movements in 2019. The United We Roll convoy, uh, organized primarily by associates of the Canadian Yellow Vest Movement. Now, the Canadian Yellow Vest Movement, not to be confused with the French Yellow Vest Movement, is again associated with the far right in Canada, not like the one in uh, France, which is associated with workers. Uh, the United We Roll painted a narrative of disenfranchised oil and gas workers riding their rigs across the country to force a detached and distant Ottawa to listen. Yellow Vest Canada was largely founded by individuals already associated with Canada's far right which at the time was primarily united by anti-Muslim racism and Islamophobia. Excited by the protests held by France's Mouvement de Guillet Jaune, they copied the signature uniform name and adopted new grievances that they could see sell to a much larger audience. These movements, by the way, are also associated with the Wexit movement. The Wexit movement, if you didn't already know, is uh, a movement in Canada to separate Alberta from Canada and join uh, America. So um, there's a lot of overlap here uh, between all these uh, groups. By the time the United We Roll arrived in Ottawa, media had started to catch on. Neo-Nazi Faith Goldie spoke on a second stage. The anti-Muslim group Northern Guard responded in attendance. Christopher Hayes, who had previously been uh, convicted of uttering threats against Justin Trudeau, and who has a history of membership in Islamophobic hate groups, was there. Ultimately, it was a bust, with far fewer vehicles showing up than promised, and only a few hundred participants. So, one of the things is... If you are just out and proud with your Islamophobia, with your anti-Semitism, or any of this kind of stuff, um, you're probably not going to get uh, a whole bunch of people on board with your movement. So if you rebrand the entire thing as the Freedom Rally, a Freedom Rally opposed, not to vaccines themselves, okay? They're fine. They're not anti-science. They're actually anti-mandate. There's a huge difference, and we want that to be signaled and amplified and boosted. 
wow, can you have way more success? Just look at the difference in what happened. You've got people all across the board now, all these pundits. you got Joe Rogan saying that this is a, a movement towards freedom. Uh, Jordan Peterson jumping on board saying, Mother Chaos Dragons, I'm pregnant. Um, you've got uh, Lauren Southern, who's now coming out and actually attending some of these events, taking photos uh, and tokenizing, trying to say, hey, by the way, here's a picture of a black individual that I saw in the car. But apparently uh, Jagmeet Singh uh, thinks that this is a, uh, a white supremacist. So, uh, talking a little bit about the people who are collecting the money, uh, the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario is just now like the Liberal Party or the NDP. They're suffering from the same political entryism. Um, oh, Pat King is so toxic, he's been kind of disavowed. Patrick King, another former yellow vester, one-time major figure in the Wexit movement, as well as the United We Roll, and you can see the overlap between all these groups coming together. Again, people who don't want to do any research on this topic, such as Jimmy Dore, and just look at it as a freedom rally, uh, have no idea the manifestations of how this actually came to be, and don't actually talk about the stuff behind it. Black Lives Matter and Antifa are planning a huge rally to disrupt our community, he said at the time. Help support to drive out these left-wing anarchists that are trying to disrupt communities and trying to threaten people. He also drew attention to wild misinterpretation of court documents that led him to claim it to be forced Alberta to abandon its public health lockdowns, which was not true. I played the videos of Pat King in the past, but he is again the one who says a lot of horrible things. He's publicly distorted established facts about the Holocaust, a form of Holocaust denial, saying, I do know that the Holocaust was reduced to 1.5 million and not the 6 million that it was said to be. He then invoked the anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that the Jewish people are secretly in control of the world, governance, media, and finances. And by the way, you always find this with people who want to discredit groups like this um, or, or uh, you know, do genocide denial. They have this thing where it's a mythos where these groups are all powerful and at the same time powerless. Very, very typical of people who are going to spread uh, genocide denial or anti-Semitic conspiracies. The questions have been asked several times to the ADL and the Jewish government and communities. We have Jewish world bankers who are dictating our government policies and controlling our politicians. Over the last week, King has made numerous live streams to social media, frequently stating that he's conducting his own crowdfunding for the trip and is not benefiting from the GoFundMe. King's involvement led to some initial tension amongst those interested in supporting the convoy, but who were not in, uh, enthused about what they perceived as potentially enriching King through the larger fundraiser. Amongst this group, Diaglon concept creator and far-right streamer Jeremy Raging Dissident McKenzie. Banned from several platforms, McKenzie told his audience to read a piece of neo-Nazi fiction called Day of the Rope. McKenzie defends his endorsement by saying it's not about murdering pedophiles. Oh, sorry, saying that it is about murder pedophiles not about the neo-nazi stuff in the book all these pedophiles also happen to be jewish hmm the title of the book is taken straight from a chapter title in the infamous neo-nazi novel the turner diaries in which race traitors like people in inter interracial relationships politicians and journalists are strung up on the streets the novel is regularly found on mass murderers desks or bookshelves gun or rope is mckenzie's slogan while some participants swear it's a peaceful convoy mckenzie's anti-semitic friend and fellow diagonal streamer Derek harrison is wishing for the opposite i would like to see our own january 6th event he says in a live stream see some of these truckers plow right through that 16 foot wall since massive public attention has thrust the convoys on spotlight, Mackenzie and many of his followers now plan to attend Ottawa in protest. However, Mackenzie has previously exited an organized group chat called Telegram when he saw Pat King was involved. So, you know, they're, they're not exactly on the friendliest terms as well. The different groups, the far-right groups, they're not all just by default in love with each other. There's, there's that as well. So uh, that, that complicates things as well. The one thing that everyone should remember is that the Truck Drivers Association has condemned the convoy. And I know a lot of people keep saying, I got people in my ats over the weekend being like, yeah, Lance doesn't support workers, clearly doesn't care about, uh, you know, truckers in Canada. Um, this is not addressing the interests of truckers as workers. That None of this has been bringing to light or talking about. I haven't heard a single person talk about the fact that several uh, truck drivers are contract workers, that several truck drivers do not have the benefits that should be given to them, that several truck drivers are not getting adequate pay. None of that is here. This entire thing, and let me be very clear about this, let me be clear, okay? This entire thing is about the fact that the United States has imposed a vaccine mandate for truck drivers, as has Canada, in the opposite direction. There's nothing Canadians can do, from the perspective of Canada, in changing the border crossing regulations of the United States. There's, there's nothing. Now, if they want to change the border crossing regulations in Canada, sure, that's one angle they could be approaching it, but this whole thing is such a mix of groups now. I mean, a lot of people are saying that this is just truckers and about truckers and freedoms, but holy fuck, has the tokenization ever ramped up to a thousand, all right? 
Uh, speaking on the behalf of Dave, because the two of us were talking a lot, Dave and his family happened to be uh, sick. Um, there was a lot of people who are saying that why aren't, uh, you know, Indian truck drivers being represented in this because they have a lot of grievances. Whereas you can read articles in the Star that talk about this issue and that they feel that they're not represented in the larger discourse as a whole, especially when it comes to workers' rights. But it won't stop people from filming, uh, you know, someone uh, that they see at the truck rally who happens not to be white, putting that on Twitter and then doing this whole social media thing. The same thing was happening a lot to indigenous people. Now, um, I know that there are indigenous people who were at the trucker rally. I'm never going to deny that because guess what, everybody? Indigenous people are not a monolith, okay? They're human beings, just like every other group. There's going to be indigenous people who support the trucker rally. There's going to be indigenous people who don't support the trucker rally. Um, the fact that people are like, hey, 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 look, th- th- there was an indigenous person at the rally. See, we're multicultural. We're represented by, by all Canada. It's it's the it's the tokenization that was really starting to piss me off. But at least the tokenization wasn't as bad as some of the things like this. Which is just outright racism. Can you put yourself in the mindset if they were doing this to other uh, marginalized communities? If they were just out there doing the most racist stereotypes, chanting "Yabba Dabba Do" while pretending to do uh, indigenous songs, like absolutely disgusting. And again, anyone who like shows videos of this, you're going to get the pushback. That's going to be like, "Hey, well, uh, come on, this this isn't everyone there, okay? This is not indicative of the truckers as as a whole or the movement as a whole. You can't tarnish all of them." But I hope a, a lot of this gives you a little background to the stuff that Jimmy Dore seems to miss when he's reporting on this. They're doing and help them however you can. What a difference a year or two makes, huh? Here he is, just the other day. The amazing jimmy it's almost as if these people do not represent the truckers you know how you'd know that if you actually looked at the statement by the truckers alliance of canada the canadian truckers alliance the canadian truckers alliance which was anti-vaccine mandates they didn't support that truckers would have to be required to have vaccine mandates are still opposed to this convoy again zero research on the behalf of the jimmy door team fringe minority of people who are on their way to ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable Uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians. They have unacceptable thoughts. Did you hear what he said? I'll play it for you again. again. These are unacceptable. (laughs) Play it again. Fringe minority. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong. Look, why the fuck are you making me agree with Justin Trudeau here, Jimmy? And again, Justin Trudeau fucked this up. Justin Trudeau had such an easy win on his hands. He could have sat back and just let the swastikas fly, let the people do all this fucked up shit, uh, let the Confederate flags fly, let the Terry Fox statue get defaced, and been like, this is, uh, you know, he could have done some whole posturing. You know the soapbox shit that Justin Trudeau loves to do, right? Here, here here's... We are appalled by what happened over the weekend as we saw the terry fox statue defaced this is egregious one of the lowest points in the history of canada it does not represent the will and strength of canadians like boom there easy victory instead he came out and did a whataboutism instead he came out and said we are opposed to uh, anti-extremism on the left and extremism on the right fucking idiot of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians. Well, it looks like you've had a bit too much to think. <laughs> unacceptable. Those- is, is this a moment where if you're a Jimmy Dore fan, you're like, oh, snap, he did it. He did. He put up a meme. He put up a meme. 1984. The police. Thoughts are unacceptable. And by the way, vaccine mandates go against the science because the science tells you, why would you want to mandate vaccines? Well, we want to stop the uh, pandemic. You can't vaccinate your way out of this pandemic. Even if everyone's vaccinated, everyone 
and I mean everyone, is likely to get COVID-19 anyway. So just, just, he just he says this without blinking. Just just these words just come out of his mouth. That so you're going to get it. So now why do you want to have a vaccine mandate? Who do you care who you get it from? A vaccinated person or an unvaccinated person? It doesn't matter, does it? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. So that's these don't. There's no science. If everybody got vaccinated and we would kill this virus, I would say you have an argument at least. I would still be. Okay, so the the purpose of the vaccine is not to kill the virus. That's not what the vaccines uh, are designed to do. And the idea was that the entire planet needed to be vaccinated in order to uh, reduce the numbers so that we could do things like contact tracing, achieve herd immunity, stuff of that nature. Turns out the richest nations in the world, surprise, surprise, wanted to hoard the vaccines and created a vaccine apartheid in which the poor nations of the world, the developing nations, as they're called by richer countries, uh, do not have access to it. Now, other countries uh, try to initiate programs, such as uh, Cuba's program, for example, uh, that would distribute vaccines to other countries that needed it and well the united states and other countries like canada have pledged to uh, provide vaccines for other countries uh, they are still lacking in that department by a huge measure as well as in the countries uh, that do have mass vaccination programs there are still percentages of the population that are not vaccinated and those are the people who are appearing in very high numbers in hospitals right now against it because it's like uh jf meh l 81 Thank you so much for the, the prime. Appreciate you. Authoritarian, and I'm for bodily autonomy. But at least you'd have an argument. There is no argument. You're going to get COVID, likely, whether you're vaccinated or not. You're going to get COVID, likely, whether you're vaccinated or not. That's not me. Are you going to end up in the hospital, likely, if you're vaccinated, though? It's a really big difference. Massive difference. Huge, huge change there. Like whether or not you're going to catch COVID, sure. Are, are you going to experience severe symptoms? Are they going to be debilitating? Are they going to be so severe that you end up in the hospital? Are lots of people going to end up in the hospital and therefore and therefore become burdens on the, the healthcare system? Uh, burdens that the healthcare system is already unprepared to take as they already have other things, you know, like healthcare to deal with, the regular ones. Uh, Grindhook, thank you for the tier one. It's hug a friend day today. Just just make sure you you do that safely. You know, don't don't want to go endorsing randomly hugging a bunch of people right now. Saying that, that's Fauci, Tony Science. <laughs> Tony Science is saying that, not Jimmy Dore. So that's why vaccine mandates don't make any sense. And the only like if, I know it really helps the profits of big pharma. I know that, and I know our regulatory agencies are captured by big pharma, and I know our governments. It does. So why isn't your anger at Big Pharma in that regard? Why aren't, why aren't you like, well, we need to do something about Big Pharma. We need to nationalize Big Pharma. Maybe there shouldn't be a profit motive behind this. Maybe it's a really bad thing that they are making record profits in something that is looking to more like it's going to be an endemic. If we need to take like a yearly booster shot in the same way people do for the flu already, uh, maybe that would be a big issue. Maybe that's something that should be brought up. Completely corrupted by corporate money. So maybe that's why they're not following the science, because this is not the science. Vaccines do not stop you from spread. So watch this. <laughs> and now let's listen to what Tucker Carlson has to say on this topic. Well, it's simple. I mean, we've seen Canada go from uh, a country of Justin Trudeau's promises of sunny ways into dark authoritarian oppression and control. Yes. We want to do we want two things. We want to get rid of the vaccine mandates. I got to ask. OK, now this is something that's been thrown in my face. It's that, Lance, you advocate for things like open borders or to end nationalization, uh, sorry, uh, nationalities or, you know, to end uh, the power of the state or things like that. You seem to be uh, a lefty in that regard. And yet you're completely fine with borders. Um, first off. What someone advocates for in that, like, hey, by the way, I think ideally, if I was to look towards the future, uh, a system like communism, in which we were collectively just as a human race working towards, uh, you know, the, the betterment of both uh, the, the, our own exploration of an understanding of the known universe, as well as improving each other's lives, uh, where we live in a moneyless class, the stateless society. That sounds that sounds pretty poggies. All right. Uh, I, I'm talking about the, the gay communist Star Trek future that everyone always dreamed of. Uh, that's that. That, that all sounds great. Do we currently live in a society? Yes. And under that society, do we have certain regulations? Yes. Under that same society, are you okay with, and I'm just going to throw this out to Jimmy Dore or Tucker Carlson, who now thinks we live in a, an authoritarian fascist state. Are you okay with children being ID'd when they go into a liquor store to find out whether or not they're 19? Oh, you're okay with that. You don't want to abolish that. You don't want to abolish the fact that someone has to carry an ID with them, they have to show an ID, this draconian authoritarian idea of showing an ID when they walk into a liquor store. That's 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 something that you're okay with. Okay, fine. Uh, are you fine with the idea that you have to bring a passport when you cross into another country? Uh, you're okay with that? Okay, you're, you're fine with that. Are, are you also okay with a vaccine passport if you travel to a country that may have yellow fever? 
because you have to be vaccinated against that because those countries don't want you to become an undue burden to their healthcare system. You're okay with that one too? Okay, so let's just keep going through this list then. Uh, are you okay with uh, proof of vaccination if you're a truck driver? <gasps> no, authoritarianism. Didn't, didn't you see the meme? Put it back up on screen here. Where is it? Oh, look at this. Looks like you've just had a too, bit too much to think. Thought police. Don't speak out of question. Don't question. When I started looking into all this, and I realized we're being lied to at every turn, and it doesn't make sense because of the science. Uh, let's get back to this truck. Dr. HPV says, don't even need to go that far. Would you be okay with having unprotected sex with someone who may have had HIV? Gets to the point faster. Also true. But hey, I mean, what I was saying is in relation to the borders themselves. Now, he, the, the government knows where, before you get there, they know you're coming. Here we go. He believed that, so they know everybody who's coming up to the border. But by the way, it's just like, can anyone else realize how fucked up it is that Tucker Carlson is just being referenced as a source now without any pushback? It's not even like, before there used to be at least a little bit like, now I know he's controversial. Or, well, I know I don't agree with him on most things. Well, I know he can be a little great replacement-y. Uh, but now it's just like, okay, now check this out. Hey, Fox News, we, we got a new report. Before they're there and they're tracking them. Now, maybe it's outlandish, but what's to prevent the government from introducing that across the Canada, across Canada and not limiting it to just borders? And you guys are getting it as well, and you can thank us for it, because apparently, according to our sources within the media and within government, we have some, some close ties. Apparently, the Trudeau government, the Biden administration, administration had no interest in it, but the Trudeau government lobbied and requested the Biden administration to introduce this. We don't know why. We don't know the terms of the deal. Are they going to be trading intelligence back and forth? Again, first, citation needed. Second, uh, as much as I would love to believe in a world in which whatever Justin Trudeau asks, Joe Biden does. Like, oh, that just sounds so marvelous and magical, almost cartoonish, like Canada, the country itself, where Justin Trudeau picks up the phone. He's like, hi, is this Joe? I would like you, please, to impose a vaccine mandate on any truckers coming in to your country. All right, Jack, we'll do it. Like, no, <laughs> that's not the way the system works. Could he have made a recommendation? Possibly. Could it be a uh, a body of, uh, you know, the different people related to uh, border enforcement uh, and, you know, the, the scientific bodies in order to assess whether or not it would be better for public safety to have truckers be vaccinated? Could be another thing. But ultimately... If you're upset about the policies of the United States, you should be targeting your energy towards actually addressing or stating that. They're not stating that. They're all saying, like, the, the theme of this entire trucker convoy, without question, has been, fuck Trudeau. And guess what? Normally, I would be on board with that message. Because, yeah, fuck Trudeau. Uh, you know, uh, sorry, Let what's, what's the Trudeau equivalent to Brandon? Let's go Pierre. Let's go Pierre. Let's go Pierre. All right. Uh, let's go Pierre uh, all around. I, I would be singing Let's Go Pierre uh, from the rooftops, Wh whatever you need. Um, and, and people who uh, were opposed to vaccine mandates in, in, uh, for reasons other than uh, they just don't want to get the vaccine because the, the vaccine scares them. Uh, people who were opposed to them for historical reasons, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of groups uh, such as black uh, Canadians, indigenous Canadians who may be hesitant to take vaccines uh, based on the history of uh, the governments of this country, uh, you know, treating them uh, as second class citizens uh, or worse than at certain t uh, points in history. Um, because of that, they may be a little bit more hesitant to take vaccines or people who couldn't take the vaccines for a variety of reasons uh, because uh, they're immunocompromised and the doctor says they can't do it or uh, whatever disability they may have prevents them from doing it. So on that argument, hey, I'm, I'm willing to have that conversation. That's certainly one we can have. That's very different than the individuals here who are like, well, uh, I, I oppose the, the vaccine mandates because it's 1984, Greg Orwell, it's, it's coming now. And again, un, like, oh, all he does is play the Fox News clip. Wow. Unquestionably, no. And that was before COVID. So now these people who have their, 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 the their industries crushed, you. their lives crushed, COVID comes along, and now they're treated like insects by the bureaucracy. Exactly, by insects. Wow. That's ridiculous. I hope you... Insects. There you go. And Justin Trudeau's not going to meet with those truckers when they get to the Capitol. You know why? Because he said, I just tested positive for COVID, so I have to, I have to quarantine for five days. He's not going to meet with those truckers. I bet those truckers would meet with him. <laughs> that was a great face. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, they absolutely would. Now, in terms of uh, 
all all the things you've seen the truckers do. Let's uh, let's let's pull out some of the highlights. So there's a war memorial uh, near that region, and uh, they parked all over the war memorial, which is kind of strange for a crowd that I would assume would be in terms of uh, supporting veterans and war memorials. But they decided just to use it as a, uh, a parking lot. I'm sure everyone here has seen uh, the variety of images coming out. Uh, using uh, downplaying the Holocaust by trying to associate uh, the Jewish star with what is happening, the word freedom here. No lives matter uh, on the side. We've got ourselves Confederate flags in Canada because, of course, um, uh, this is, of course, the defacement of the Terry Fox statue. Uh, I grew up in the Canadian uh, public education system, and uh, one of the few uh, things that every Canadian has to learn about is Terry Fox. Uh, Terry Fox is a advocate uh, for... Um, uh, healthcare, uh, as well as an advocate uh, who tried to promote awareness of cancer research, and uh, he lost one of his legs uh, due to cancer, and ended up trying to uh, uh, jog from one end of Canada to the other to fundraise money for cancer research, uh, and ended up uh, dying in the process. Uh, he's someone who it doesn't really matter what side of the political aisle you're on. Normally, uh, Terry Fox is, if you're conservative, if you're liberal, if you're lefty, everyone uh, is pretty much on board with that Terry Fox was a very, very good and noble person. Um, but again, uh, didn't stop anyone from uh, defacing the statue. Um, this is a Alberta MP who's speaking near the Canadian flag with the swastika. Uh, that goes all the way into just people full on carrying swastikas in the crowd. Now, I know some people are trying to say that, hey, these are just isolated incidents. Uh, you know, this is just a, a few few bad apples, but otherwise the convoy was uh, was mostly, uh, you know, mostly peaceful, mostly friendly. Something else that should be mentioned. While Canada cracks down on indigenous and black protesters, white supremacists get a free pass in Canada. Just look at the convoy. Imagine a Canada where land defenders opposing their ecological threat of their homelands are met with violent police and assault rifles. A Canada where indigenous women fighting for compensation for children who have been abused by child welfare are sued by the country. Where black people demanding meaningful inclusion in a pride parade incur the wrath of a country because they spoke up at the parade they were invited to. Where black and indigenous people who are exercising their rights to protest are routinely monitored by the RCMP, seen as threats to the state. Where truck drivers ram their pickups through protest line or decorate their vehicles with violent or racist language or inflicting harm on indigenous peoples because of their protests. Now imagine a Canada where people openly support far-right movements, openly complain about the depopulation of the Caucasian race because the goal is to depopulate the Anglo-Saxon race because they are the ones with the strongest bloodlines and threaten to gridlock the nation's capital or overthrow it. Where MPs are being told to hide as the mob uh, receives police reports, uh, police escorts and are given access to washrooms and warm greetings with the same leaders who threaten to criminalize black and indigenous protesters for fighting for their lives. This is the current reality in Canada, and it's ugly. This convoy, which I refuse to link to the truckers or freedom, shows us who is allowed to speak up for the country and who will be arrested, attacked, and threatened for doing so. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a movement in Canada called Idle No More. Uh, there was Idle No More protests uh, all across the country. I was uh, in a handful of them in Vancouver, one of which had people who were just blocking a street. As in, when the lights turned uh, red, the protesters would then walk into the middle of the street and they would uh, do some chants, they would walk around, hold up signs, and then they would go uh, back uh, to the sidewalks. Um, that was shut down. That that was enough to be shut down. Uh, and uh, you don't have to look too much further than what is going on in the Wet'suwet'en crisis right now. Uh, you don't have to look much further... Uh, than what is happening uh, to the the old growth forest protests up in the north of British Columbia to see what happens when uh, corporate interests conflict uh, with uh, the state uh, and they happen to be uh, indigenous. But when it happens uh, to be these truckers, here's what happened. Large protests started on Saturday. RCMP says traffic is still blocked in both directions. The truckers in Alberta have effectively cut off the border. They've shut down the border in one uh, Canadian-U.S. border crossing. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney is calling for a massive vehicle blockade, preventing access to the Canada-U.S. border crossing to end, saying it's causing significant inconvenience for lawful motorists. The actual reports that were coming out of this um, by people who were reporting on it, uh, a CTV reporter on Twitter, was saying that this has effectively blocked all access for emergency vehicles. But again... Jason Kenney just comes out and says, uh, it's significant inconvenience for lawful motorists. It could dangerously impede the movement of emergency uh, service vehicles, Kenney says in a statement Sunday afternoon. This blockade must end immediately. He's asking politely, though. This blockade must end immediately. 
Truckers and motorists traveling to and from the United States from southern Alberta have been caught in a gridlock as an extremely large blockade of vehicles tried uh, tied to an ongoing nationwide protest over COVID-19 public health measures continues to jam border traffic. Vehicles have been blockading the highway from the south of Lethbridge, Alberta to the Canada-U.S. border crossing uh, village of the Coots since Saturday afternoon. That means the traffic to and from the border crossing has largely come to a standstill. In a statement on Sunday, the RCMP say they are working with the truck drivers who are attempting to leave the area, but traffic is mobilized. But they're working with them. Again, it's it's just such a stark contrast. It's been frustrating for professional long-haul trucker David May, who's been driving for 15 years. Wait, what? A trucker uh, is saying that this is frustrating? And is fully vaccinated. May picked up a load of meat in Brooks, Alberta to deliver to Portland, Oregon. Sorry, Portland, Oregon, you're not getting that meat. Before running up against the blockade on Sunday, he's been stuck in Milk River uh, since then. The protest makes no sense at all. Came back here and parked with the other truckers who are all vaccinated, ready to head south and do our jobs. It's really frustrating. It's funny, truckers blocking truckers. The RCMP previously said concerns about emergency access to the village of Coots, uh, but uh, early Sunday, an ambulance arrived to ensure that it will be able to access the area. The vehicle is able to get into the community on a dirt road. Ambulances are now taking dirt roads because of the truckers blocking the access. What is uh, too concerning to the RCMP at the time is that the Coots has a volunteer fire department, which is also supposed to be a service to the community of Sweetgrass uh, and the U.S. side and the highway block. The firefighters are unable to respond to an emergency or fire if there is one to occur. The protest being held in support of the convoy, trucks from across the country arrived in Ottawa Friday with the state of gold demonstrating against the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for truckers. So more stuff that's happening on the other side of the aisle. Um, and then, uh, you know, if things can... Well, okay, first of all, Jordan Peterson was very, very reticent... I'm sorry, not reticent at all, actually, very eager to do uh, more French Canadians with unacceptable positions uh, to do tokenization of Indigenous people, which, again, had me immediately just think of the story behind Jordan Peterson's indigenous identity. The controversial professor has used his links uh, with an indigenous band as a shield against accusations of racism. Also, he tweeted this out. It's good to know that you consumed the liquor this time instead of letting some Indians steal it. It's Jordan Peterson. Um, so this was the latest on that. RCMP says hey, Highway 4, uh, 4 North and Southbound has been blocked by the trucker convoy, which means the border cannot be crossed. Parts of uh, Coots 4 Street are also blocked, making it basically impossible for emergency services to get to and from the village. RCMP are currently trying to negotiate towards a peaceful resolution, which is so nice to get that privilege, with the convoy leaders. An officer on scene tells me American officials on the Montana side of things are redirecting traffic. Uh, this is just some idea of how far there, it goes. All the way, as far as I can see... On the southbound side, I can't see the end. They're way up there. Lady! Northbound, they've stopped just in front of me here. The median is full. So that's the thing. By blocking Forest Street, they've effectively cut us off from the world. Here's a, fa- a Facebook post from earlier this week asking truckers to block the border and not move until all mandates and restrictions are lifted. So they're just going to block this border until all mandates and restrictions are lifted? Amazing. An RCMP officer on site said that this is probably going to be a long-term thing. He says four trucks are parked horizontally across the highway. Of course. I mean, hey, we got we to gotta wait until they decide to do what they want to do. There's nothing we can do on our end. And yes, I asked him about Bill 1. He says officers don't discuss tactics during an ongoing incident. I believe Bill 1, and I could be mistaken on this, chat, correct me right away. Uh, Jason Kinney passed a bill uh, not allowing there to be protests on highways. Uh, he was, I think, more worried about environmental protests and uh, anti-fascist protests. But it turns out the thing that he would have had to worry about was uh, the trucker convoy as that, uh, as that occurred. Uh, now they're ticketing, they're towing some protesters, but they're also worried that if they ticket too many of them and tow too many of them, they will incite them. Hotel Association presidents says protesters uh, rebooked rooms for the next weekend, so they're sticking around. Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson says the threat of violence has been too great to actively force convoy protesters and their vehicles parked in around downtown Ottawa to leave. Road closures and vehicles arriving started Friday are swelling to an estimated crowd of 8,000 people. According to police, 3,000 people rallied around Parliament Hill. So these numbers are very different than the ones you're getting out of uh, the media, by the way. Uh, the media is saying things like uh, Joe Rogan came out and said this, this is a 50,000 trucks rally. Uh, balderdash. Flimshaw. Uh, quiet 185. Thanks for giving us up to Deep Dish Bar. I appreciate you. Ottawa paramedics confirmed Monday that they had to ask for a police escort this weekend because rocks and verbal abuse were hurled at an ambulance and paramedics. Fucked up. The crowd and large vehicles have restricted access to downtown Ottawa, closing businesses, service centers, COVID-19 vaccine clinics, and an elementary school. Horns have been honking in protests for the past four days in neighborhoods where tens of thousands of people live. Some organizers say the goal is to create a logistical nightmare for the government and force it to act. Uh, they said they haven't. Uh, they haven't said that when the pro. They haven't said when the protests will end. 
The police chief has access to an hour on the hour basis by interviewing this particular street or particular area. Now, again, with numbers like this, you got, uh, what, 3,000 people rallying on Parliament Hill, uh, 8,000 people uh, total in the crowd. Uh, but they're trying to promote this in uh, the rest of the world, all the media you're seeing, uh, as that this is the entirety uh, of the country or that this is like this is the country trying to take uh, everything back. You know, they're, they're fighting for freedom on that end. Uh, Ashanti, I won. Thank you for the prime. Last night they were setting off fireworks. Uh, a friend who lives downtown. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, the thing is, if GoFundMe releases the six or seven million dollars now that uh, is effectively been built up, uh, that is going to go towards this protest, they're going to have the money to stay there for a long time. They're going to have money to pay for hotels. They're going to have money to pay for meals. Uh, even though, I mean, if we're going to talk about the money for meals. Uh, oh, damn. They took down the original tweet. So this person had taken a, a recording of uh, some of the organizers uh, stating to each other, hey, if you're looking for food and you're in the city, technically you're homeless. You should go to a homeless shelter and go get food there. The homeless shelter responded, from the Shepherds of Good Hope, Hi everyone, thanks for bringing this to our attention. Earlier today, our staff and volunteers experienced harassment from convoy protesters seeking meals from our soup kitchen. The individuals were given meals to defuse the conflict. Management was then informed of the issue and said no further meals were given to the protesters. Our soup kitchen is committed to providing meals to people experiencing and at risk of homelessness in Ottawa. This weekend's events have caused significant strain to our operation at a difficult time fucking ghouls ghoulish behavior literally stealing meals from the homeless literally stealing meals from homeless people at a time when they are dealing with so fucking much so much it's so incredibly fucked up um and yeah i know they keep by the way uh this weekend was uh, the anniversary of the quebec mosque shooting uh if you're not aware it's one of the biggest uh, mass shootings in canadian history uh and uh, it's also one of the most tragic uh, events to happen in Canadian history. Uh, an individual who was directly influenced by Ben Shapiro, uh, as well as a lot of other far right to right wing uh, advocates of Islamophobia uh, around the time when Ben Shapiro was very big into the radical myth of the Muslim minority, uh, ended up uh, entering a mosque and shooting uh, several uh, people. Uh, and it's an absolute tragedy. And on the anniversary of that, uh, the streets were filled with, again, uh, Confederate flags, swastikas. All this super fucked up at a time when more Muslims have been killed in hate-targeted attacks in Canada than any other G7 country over the past five years. And Aaron O'Toole had the gall to wear um, the green square, which is supposed to show solidarity with that. So that's, uh, that's a hell of a thing. A far-right spectacle led by extremists and mobilizing white supremacist elements has forced the cancellation of a commemoration for Muslims who were murdered in an Islamophobic white supremacist terrorist attack, cheered on by the official opposition, no less. What can be said? I agree. Uh, I said Aaron O'Toole turned this entire thing into a, uh, into a commercial. I made a parody of that commercial. My parody of his commercial got taken down off TikTok over the weekend. I got censored. I got 1984'd, everybody. Because a couple of ding-dongs decided that they didn't like uh, they didn't like my satire. They didn't like my comedy. So they flagged it. They flagged it for hate speech and I uh, got taken down off the TikTok. So you you got me. You, you cancel cultured me. So so well done. But luckily, it's still on the YouTube so you can all enjoy it in its uh, 8K glory. Do you know what vegetables grow really well at minus 30? None of them. Now there's a convoy of truckers on a cross-country protest to draw attention to how unfair this mandate is to them. The freedom to peacefully assemble, to protest, is a critical part of our democracy. Now what it is, is it's the part of the depopulation. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. And what there is, is there's an end game. It's called depopulation of the Caucasian race, or the Anglo-Saxon. And that's what the goal is, is to depopulate the Anglo-Saxon race. Because... They are the ones with the strongest bloodlines. And we'll leave it at that. Truckers want to work. Justin Trudeau's telling them no. We're really, really alienating big pockets of our population with some of these mandates. And whether it's justified or not, it's hard to say. This policy against truckers is an attack on common sense. When you get into the gay communities, no longer are they procreating. Right? They're not procreating. There's man and man. That can't happen. Woman and woman. That can't happen. And then we go as far as mutilating 
I'm going to say mutilating. Mutilating our private areas, our genitalia, so that we can't procreate. Because Justin Trudeau played politics with Canada's food supply. Hey, we got through it. They didn't shut me down. You can't take me down, truckers. It's too much stuff. Too much stuff to, to talk about. Anyways, if you didn't know, the Alberta crossing is still blocked as of now. I don't know when this is going to change. I don't know if the RCMP are going to do any, any of it. Uh, so there's that. Protesters ignore RCMP warnings. Southern Alberta border is still blockaded by the convoy for a third day. So that's the thing. Um, every single person who seems to want to talk about the truckers uh, has not been reporting on that. Great article in the Toronto, store, uh, Toronto Star, uh, an opinion piece about what Canada cracks down on indigenous and black protesters. White supremacists get a free pass in Canada. So go check that one out if you want to read it. Um, oh, I should be, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the, uh, the, let's say, conflict that's been going on all weekend between Destiny and Lauren Southern. Uh, been going on for a while. I gotta scroll all the way down to the bottom here. Lauren Southern is saying, have a good and peaceful protest today. Truckers for Freedom 2022. Stay safe. If you see anyone trying to breach your property lines or break things, stop them and identify them. Protest with love and know so many Canadians are backing you. Destiny goes, if only these people cared as much about the million of other social poverty issues affecting the country as they did about having to take a vaccine. Lamau then says, lockdown Canada has gone too far and continues for those fully vaccinated. 90% of Canadians have taken it. We should be moving on with life. You can peacefully protest one issue while still caring about others. You know all this, though. Destiny responds, it has nothing to do with that. That's why the pretend position is. But every single time you, uh, to people with anti-lockdown and anti-mandate measures, they can't help but word vomit out a whole bunch of anti-vax talking points every single time. Single time you talk about people. Uh, bad bunnies. Just uh, turfy lightning level take yesterday popping up. I know it's not part of the story, but I figured it deserves a two-second highlight. And then their battle continued. Honk, honk. Honk for the pretty flags. Honk for the soup kitchen workers. Honk for democracy, 20% of Canadians support unvaccinated trucker border crossing. Uh, and then they were kicked out of the rally by attendees, hence why you don't see them in the crowds. You had to, uh, you've had midwit takes on this event all week. And so we're a fuck ton of rioters and uh, Antifa cringe lords at the Black Lives Matter rallies, but for some reason you're so selective about where you apply their clarity. Hmm. Um... They burnt down cities and dozens of other people died in the riots. Journalists are pulling muscles, reaching to topple garbage cans at this event. You're an actual moron if you think these truckers are comparable to the summer of peace that Black Lives Matter brought. I've never compared the two protests. It would be silly because, as you said, one was a year of protests and the other was a one-off event of adults who were too brainwashed by Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson to get a vaccine. Just interesting to see the difference in partisan coverage. At least one Black Lives Matter had popular support at the time. This protest is a protest of the minority opinion right off bat. And then posted a meme, conservatives dismissing all of Black Lives Matter because the leader said they like Louis Farrakhan. Conservatives with Nazi flags away to the protest. Uh, and it just went on and on. It's, uh, you know, refreshing to know that uh, Destiny uh, had a bar. There, there was a certain uh, amount of things from Lawrence Southern that he could tolerate. And then this was the breaking point. So uh, the residential school uh, apologia or, uh, you know, just the disgusting rhetoric she's had towards indigenous people in Canada, uh, not to mention completely denying and outright fabricating her association with a whole bunch of very far right actors such as Martin Sellner, uh, her spread of the Great Replacement conspiracy theory. All of that, I mean, that was kind of just stuff that we were going to let go by the pale but uh once the trucker rally started going that's when the, the two of them i guess uh the friendship uh kind of got strained got strained there was uh there was a bar so uh there we are one of the gofundme organizers has dipped ah oh it's pat king here he throws Tamara Lynch, who do you, he describes as AWOL under the bus. He suggests that a big dogs, he's included amongst the big dogs, of course, have taken over. Interesting. Well, glad to see that uh, Pat King has taken this rally back into his own hands. It's Tamara and Chris O'Kane. Just saw Chris tonight. I seen him in the war room. <laughs> I seen him in the war room. Um, I seen... Um, in the in the command room that we were doing some logistics with, he is not feeling well. Tamara is MIA. We don't know where she is, what she's doing, what's going on. So, we'll let the big dogs take over here. We'll let the big dogs take over, and we'll do all the logistics and coordinating. Cool. You don't want to be present. You don't want to get back to your people. Then fine. We'll just take over and wait till you can. 
Well, just keep that in mind, everyone. If you keep donating to that GoFundMe, you can get someone like Pat King, the person who talks about the superiority of the Anglo-Saxon race, uh, to manage that monies. Make sure that it's spent well and then put into the uh, with the right hands. Seems uh, seems like a good thing. I just want to see Jordan Peterson. Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm in Miami today on my tour. It's the end of January. I've been watching what's happening in Canada over the last 10 days, let's say, or months before that, too. Wondering what's going on. You can see yourself. Like, why are you doing the Caleb Mopping angle? I don't get it. Like, you've got a laptop. I get that. The camera quality is not going to be great. But if you Clean just your room. ever so slightly go like that, if you just tilt it, you won't have to look this way. You know? Uh, Agent Griever, thank you for the prime. Appreciate it. Welcome. I'm trying to think it through. I thought I'd make a video today. Oh. Message to Premier Scott Moe and Jason Kenney and Doug Ford and leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition, Aaron O'Toole, and ask you guys, what in the world are you waiting for? <laughs> it's your moment. You've got a huge number of Canadians occupying Ottawa, expressing their dismay with the suspension of our charter rights in the face of this so-called emergency. Our prime minister has literally abandoned the city, run away, as far as I can tell, citing security concerns because I think he believes his own propaganda about the nature of the people who are sitting in Ottawa and then lying about it, justifying it as a consequence of being exposed to COVID despite the fact he's double vaccinated and tested negative. You're not going to get a better opportunity. This is your moment, conservatives in Canada. You could come out and say to the population, say to the people who are desperate to hear this, that we can have our lives return to normal and that there's still some danger, but that we've got this with competent leadership and care. We could return our lives to what they should be. We could have our country back. We could move forward into the future in a normal manner. So, gentlemen, Premier Scott Moe. J- Is he forcing a deeper voice? No. I think most people think that he sounds like Kermit the Frog 24-7 because of people like me impersonate him like this uh, which you know isn't accurate like i've said if you wanted to do an accurate jordan peterson then 90 percent of the time you should probably talk like this you should probably talk in a lower voice and talk about how the freedom of canadians is being expunged through this process and that and then once you get emotional that's when you have to really add the kermit right it's like and it's just something that is so very important to me but for the most part he doesn't always sound like that jason kenny doug ford you're good men. Aaron O'Toole, you're the leader of the opposition. Man, even the NDP leader came out and said that the truckers were essentially a bunch of white supremacists for for all intents and purposes. Now, here's the, the thing that I know a lot of people have trouble with is that the majority of Canadians who are protesting the you know thousands who are at uh, Parliament Hill uh, and uh, the thousands more across the country who are supporting this, um, the overwhelming majority of them, just like the overwhelming majority of Trump supporters, most likely aren't doing this because they want to help uh, amplify the voices of the far right. They probably aren't doing it because they want to uh, you know uh, support some of the thoughts that Pat King has. They probably find what he says a little bit abhorrent uh, or a little bit shocky and yikesy. But that's because they ignore either the origins of where the original Freedom Convoy came from, the overlap with the Yellow Vest movement in Canada, again, not to be confused with the one in France, which is a workers' movement, the one in Canada is a far-right movement, um, and uh, how some of these uh, organizational members are not only fueling uh, the uh, the event itself, but also the ones that are uh, some of the keynote speakers. But again, it, it's one of those things that's kind of difficult. I saw that Tim Pool just did something on it. Ladies and gentlemen, the great honking has befallen Ottawa as truckers Ottawa. are protesting the vaccine mandates in large numbers. And throughout the city, people are mashing their horns in support of the Freedom Convoy. For those that aren't familiar with the Freedom Convoy, it is a world record breaking trucker convoy estimated to be larger than 50,000 truckers stretching over 50. 50- <laughs> Wow, he didn't do his research either. No, no, that that number is 100% made up. It was said out loud by Joe Rogan. There is not 50,000 trucks uh, lining up Canada. Does anyone, do you know, just just off the top of your head, what like 100 trucks in, in line look like? 
Like, all you need is 500 truckers to make, uh, like, footage that even, like, it would be difficult to capture with a drone in terms of the amount of, like, distance you have to cover. The idea that there would be 50,000, I mean, if you want to look at the actual uh, police reports, they've estimated somewhere in the vicinity of 500 to 700 trucks total over the course of this entire excursion, not currently situated in a direct line. Um, But again, sure, uh, 500, 50,000, what's the difference? Miles. Protesters are angry over vaccine mandates at the borders and vaccine mandates in general. Oh, Snopes. But the problem with Snopes is that, like, Snopes is, you know, it's a far left publication. I mean, I'll get in trouble for using them as a source. Oh, they're really asking me to spend a whole bunch of money. Turn off ads. They are off. Uh, The Freedom Convoy broke the Guinness World Record for longest convoy with more than 50,000 trucks. Turns out it's false. January 2027, none of their trucks participated. Some are claiming that it's 50,000. As of this writing, the Freedom Convoy has not earned a place in the Guinness World Record books. Furthermore, the claim that the convoy involved 50,000 trucks appears to be a gross exaggeration. The largest truck convoy was set in uh, Cairo, Egypt, and that involved 480 trucks. I mean, it could beat that. Uh, There's still no official uh, count. Likely hundreds, if not thousands. Um... OPP report that arrived uh, from Thunder Bay to Winnipeg consisted of 113 commercial vehicles, 276 personal vehicles, pickups, SUVs, and cars. Not quite the same number. On social media, the estimate of trucks involved in the convoy is grown by this tweet. A post from the Fox News host Sean Hannity, for example, claimed the Freedom Convoy consisted of 10,000 trucks. Others have claimed the numbers in 50,000. There isn't even 50,000 people participating in this entire event total total let alone fifty thousand trucks do you have any idea how many trucks that is so this is massive truckers are leading the way and as they reached ottawa justin trudeau had fled the capital now he's reportedly testing positive for covid many people are seen in videos honking their horns people are seen looking out their windows as horns are just wailing and on social media liberal types that live in these cities are outraged saying hey i actually live here and this is just too noisy for us it's funny A lot of the complaints that I'm seeing about these protests are reminiscent of what we heard during Occupy Wall Street. And interestingly, there was another protest in Canada called the Casseroles protest about 10 years ago, where people went around banging pots and pans and hanging out their window banging pots and pans. But that was socially acceptable. It's really interesting how this noisy protest apparently isn't. The media is trying to smear these individuals as white supremacists. Morning Joe called it a cult, saying, where were these people when you had to get vaccines for school? It's funny. There's a big difference between requiring vaccines for school with exemptions and telling someone they can't go to Walmart unless they have a vaccine passport or some kind of medical marshal to follow them around. So um, that's not a thing in Canada. It's just 100% making shit up. You can go into a Walmart and buy things. You require no vaccine passport. The vaccine passports are for restaurants. If you want to dine indoors in a restaurant, go to a stadium, go to a theater, uh, things of that nature. If you want to buy groceries... You do not need a vaccine passport in Canada. He's 100% making that up. And make sure they only buy food and medicine. Yeah, it's very, very different what we're seeing now. And in some of these online forums, you can see these people saying things like these guests invading our city as if they're not Canadian citizens, as if people in these cities don't actually support the protesters. One thing I find truly fascinating is that in the subreddit for Ottawa, where much of this honking is occurring, they're treating all of these people posting about it as others who should not be allowed to speak up in these forms. They're viewed as, you know, grifters or, uh, you know, bad faith actors. It's fascinating to me, to be completely honest, what is acceptable and what isn't. But the criticism, again, from the mainstream media calling them a cult and smearing them, it's... it's again, so what you're seeing is you got this really strange manufacturing of consent happening from uh, online figures as well as right-wing pundits uh, to basically soften the image that this has any uh, ties to extremist groups. Uh, and you're, you're seeing this done through people like Jordan Peterson, Tim Pool, Joe Rogan, who are talking about how this whole thing is actually uh, universally praised, even though the actual uh, Canadian Truckers Alliance as well as Truckers across Canada, 90% of whom are vaccinated, do not support this. It's not supported by, uh, you know, the truckers themselves, which I know might come as a shock to some of these people, as well as the fact that what do the average Canadians uh, support? Uh, the the poll out of the star uh, that uh, Destiny of All People was showing to try and discredit Lauren Southern uh, shows a very small amount of Canadians supporting this. There's a new poll that came out today, a Angus Reid poll that sampled 1,600, I think, Canadians, which is... of the population. And that poll, when asked the question, remember, 
the way questions are asked in polls is incredibly important. If you want to understand the results of a poll, you should also look at to what questions are being asked. And in this question, it is, would you support uh, ending all uh, COVID-19 restrictions uh, if people who are at risk have to isolate themselves? That's how the, the question was asked. And in that 54% of the respondents in that one specific poll said that they would support ending all uh, vaccine, or sorry, COVID-19 measures uh, and in exchange, it would be for people uh, who uh, are at risk to have to stay at home. Now, this kind of speaks to the broader issue because that's essentially them saying they would be okay with that in opposition to getting vaccinated. And it, it really goes to show what people care about. No one has been on the other side of the argument when it comes to either vaccine mandates, social distancing, wearing masks, any of that uh, in the like, this is fun. This is good. You know, as a liberal or a leftist, I happen to love these things. I, I I love wearing a mask when I leave the house every single day. I love not being able to hug people I know and love. I love uh, being in line and having to make sure that I'm consistently socially distanced from every other human around me. I love having to pull out uh, my cell phone every time I walk into a restaurant to demonstrate that I've been vaccinated and go through that whole procedure. All of it is just poggy's fucking awesome shit. Uh, and not that... By doing these, uh, it's going to, A, create less of a burden on the healthcare system, of which that is pretty much uh, the broad scientific consensus, uh, and B, it's going to put people who are at the highest risk of dying from COVID-19 uh, in a safer position. So people who are elderly, people who are immunocompromised, people who are disabled. So it's not surprising that that was too much. That was beyond the pale for a lot of the citizens of this country. And it seems to be a, a constant theme around a lot of like G7 countries where it's less about doing what could collectively help uh, people who would be the most vulnerable and instead talking about how this is suddenly uh, the Holocaust, how this is suddenly uh, oppression uh, to which we've never known. This, this is just like a, an apartheid state. Very reminiscent to what we've already seen in the past from Occupy Wall Street to casseroles, etc. Noisy protests happen all the time. What we're seeing now is the establishment recoil against a truly populist uprising. Kurt Schlichter had a really funny tweet. He said something to the effect of uh, the left is uh, it's ironic. The left is angry that workers of the world are uniting because these protests aren't just happening there in Canada, in Ottawa. The Freedom Convoy isn't only in one place. Protests are starting to pop up all over the place. <laughs> just uh, just IRD catastrophe says, I love all those things, but I'm a goth kid. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wasn't thinking of the goths. Maybe this is the best thing that's ever happened to the goth community. Now, some people have pointed out that when Black Lives Matter marched through Ottawa, Justin Trudeau came down and took a knee. It's interesting, right? Now, with the trucker protest coming, he flees. Yeah, they're trying to smear this group of people. as. There were key organizers of the trucker protests who were calling for a January 6th event and other trucker protest organizers, including Pat King, who were calling for the death of Justin Trudeau. Yes, he, he was calling for the death of just He said that you're going to catch a bullet at some point. Like, that is incredibly highly charged rhetoric to be heard in live streams and broadcasts. Also, overwhelmingly, Black Lives Matter were peaceful protests. As much as, like, you know, the, the right to the far right want to keep tarnishing it as this uh, detrimental thing that happened in the United States and across the world where uh, buildings were being born, burned down, targets were being burned down, there was looting and chaos and all that. Like, when the statistics came out, it was showing that they were overwhelmingly, like, 92 to 93% peaceful. Um, and for something that had, again, millions of human beings across the United States... Uh, that 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 number should speak for itself. Racists, far right, white supremacists, and they're trying their hardest. Yeah, and it should also be mentioned that the Black Lives Matter protest wasn't exactly stoked with Trudeau showing up. Same thing when Trudeau went to go kneel uh, when uh, all these revelations of the treatment of indigenous people came out in the residential school system, and Justin Trudeau came out for a photo op and did the whole kneel. Well, yeah, a lot of indigenous bands and communities came out and were like, well, then can you stop suing survivors in court? Because that probably would mean a lot more than you bending the knee right now doesn't matter the establishment narrative doesn't matter the people are just fed up they're mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore you can call them every name in the book they just don't care speaking from experience i don't care they smear and they lie and they spread lies and i'll resist and i'll file suit when possible when you know when this defamation is actionable but what am i supposed to do with all of the with with a dwindling mainstream narrative what am i how am i supposed to care about their lack of influence now as, as i said in the instance where the influence of these smearers and smear merchants extends to actually causing damage, we should go after them. But for these regular people who are living their lives, call them every name in the book. It's not improving their life. They, they just can't sit here anymore. Smearing them won't change anything. It's, you know, people are scared of being called racist only up until a certain point. 
when they're not getting the food they need, when they can't go to the store, when they can't go out and enjoy their lives, when they can't cross a border, when they can't work. By the way, this is probably one of the things I, I should end on when it comes to Trucker Convoy, because uh, if you listen to the interview that was done recently on um, It Could Happen Here, they spoke to uh, someone who's done a really large uh, analysis of the entire Trucker Convoy, including all the way from the original one that took place to not a lot of people. Well, no one in the punditry side of the internet wants to talk about how this is actually the second one, the first one being on January 14th, and it didn't uh, really, uh, let's just say, materialize in the same way. It was a little too far right at that time. They did a much better job this time uh, trying to isolate the people who were a little bit more extreme, such as Pat King, uh, from the event itself. Uh, that way could get more broad uh, stream support. But uh, regardless, the idea that this is something that is directly affecting supply lines, well, uh, you could make the argument if truckers are going to stop delivering things to and from the United States because they are being blocked, which is what happens in Alberta right now. Truckers are actually coming out publicly and saying we're unable to deliver meat to Oregon uh, for the simple reason that uh, the truckers themselves in the convoy are blocking our deliveries. Uh, There has been a whole bunch of snowstorms. Uh, in the eastern part of Canada this year. Uh, When you see photos of empty shelves, uh, there are often photos that are being taken of people in extreme uh, weather conditions to try and demonstrate that. Also, empty shelves uh, and directly correlating that with a vaccine mandate being imposed on by the United States uh, is ludicrous. To try and say that the supply lines themselves have been completely shut down by this when 90% of truckers are vaccinated. Again, 90% of truckers are vaccinated, but they're going to tell you this narrative that, hey, this is because of uh, all, everyone's angry about the supply lines. Everyone's like, not at all about how supply lines actually work. Not at all about how the way uh, people, uh, well, businesses themselves, corporations stock things. Not the way in which the large carriers that bring in a lot of uh, supplies into companies, uh, sorry, into countries have to be, uh, or just at this point, are such a large size um, that when there is a blockage that it actually prevents multiple large boats from coming in, things of that nature. There's so many things to discuss when it comes to supply, uh, the supply chain. This is not it. This is, even though you want to weaponize it and use it right now for political gain, uh, as Tim Poole is doing right here, uh, that's not what's happening. And again, truckers aren't the ones making up the majority of the people in this. In, in fact, you know, if one estimate is like, well, there's 130 trucks, uh, you know, based on our current calculation from point A to point B. But then there's, you know, thousands of other protesters who are involved in it. It's people joining this. And the whole thing is being used under the banner of this whole thing was, of course, a trucker protest against mandates. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically, thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters, here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Seren42, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramona Costa, Nkosin, Violet Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends.